Welcome to Philanthropy Today, a podcast about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Together, we'll learn about the goals of the GMCF and the work of its staff, board members, and trustees. You'll hear about the GMCF's affiliate partners throughout North Central Kansas, and we'll also explore the efforts of area nonprofit agencies, their staff, and volunteers. Now, here's your host of Philanthropy Today, Dave Lewis. It's always a wonderful opportunity to get to the people that have had a tremendous impact in our community and are now also taking another step forward and working with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation as a trustee or a board member. But uh, the philanthropic nature of some of our guests that we'll be doing over the next few shows is um, very much about getting to know some people and how they do, why they do some of the things they do. Our guest on this episode of Philanthropy Today is a man who's been engaged in so many different things over the how many years, Bruce? I've been involved in regional collaborative efforts probably for the past 20 to 30 years. Okay, Bruce McMillan, who's well known around the area as an architect and a a very community-minded individual, and it's a delight to have you here on our Philanthropy Today podcast. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate this very much. Tell us about your your personal and professional background. We don't have all that much time, probably. Okay, all right. I, uh, highlights. Highlights. Many things that uh, maybe some folks don't know is that uh, even though I have had my own architectural practice here in Manhattan for the last 40 years, uh, in a former life, I actually finished a business degree at the University of Missouri, St. Louis, and uh, worked uh, for a short time for a large uh, multinational Emerson Electric Corporation out of St. Louis before, uh, as I kiddingly say, Uncle Sam offered me a position I simply couldn't refuse. Uncle Sam did that. He did that, uh-huh. yes. And so I was in his employee for about two years. And, uh, and how did you serve? Uh, I was uh, in the Army uh-huh. and was ultimately stationed here at Fort Riley and uh, had the opportunity to uh, leave a military service and uh, return to school on the GI Bill. And so I came, uh, while I was here, uh, applied uh, to uh, Kansas State University, among others. And uh, Ellsworth Garretts, who was the director of admissions at that time, this is the early, early 1970s, simply took pity on me and uh, sent me a letter of acceptance. And so I enrolled in the College of Architecture, Planning, and Design in the fall of 1970. And uh, through previous uh, work at University of Missouri, I was able to condense that program into about three years from five. And so finished in 73 and... uh, went to Atlanta uh, again, which I had been living there while with Emerson. And then after I left uh, Atlanta, I went to New Orleans, uh, got married, and uh, were there for two years, and then had the opportunity to come back to K-State in graduate school. And so we came back uh, in 1977. And uh, from there... uh, Worked uh, for two different firms here in Manhattan before I started my own. And um, thus, here we are at 40 years. 40 years on your own? On my own, this this spring. And you have a number of young people and probably some 
older people that have that are working for you now and have worked for you in the past. Right. We've uh, uh, had a number of folks, uh, K-State and other grads, working for the firm over the years. And uh, we're not sure yet, but uh, maybe uh, out of the corner of my eye, I might be eyeing some type of semi-retirement. I don't know yet. That seems to get being pushed further back mm-hmm. on the agenda all the time. Yeah. We go in phases sometimes in our lives, don't we? Yes, and I'm not sure which phase it is at the moment, but we're there somewhere. Well, your name is like uh, associated with a lot of um, projects, a lot of buildings, and maybe some landscapes as well. Uh, you've had your hand in a lot of development in and around the Manhattan area, and I know you're quite involved in Junction City and other other locations across Kansas as well. Due to the fact that our firm has been involved uh, at the local level <clears throat> with uh, City of Wamego, uh, Potawatomi County, Junction City, Geary County, as well as Manhattan and Raleigh County, uh, elected officials in all those capacities uh, have been clients of ours. And over the years, I've had the opportunity to work with those entities and in a sense, excuse me, develop a sense of trust among all of those elected bodies and several others over the years. And through that, and being involved with various levels of regional collaboration, I guess I would call it, I've helped develop some trust among those bodies uh, at various levels, particularly through chambers of commerce and, and uh, leadership programs and things such as that. And so I've been involved with the Flint Hills Regional Leadership Program, the Flint Hills Regional Council, and still serve in a volunteer capacity or uh, simply a sidelines capacity uh, with the Regional Council and uh, have enjoyed maintaining those relationships over the years. That broad perspective has really probably allowed you to have such a greater sense of some of the needs that uh, we'd like to see addressed within those, in that region, in this, in these communities. And, and there have been a number, and uh, some of those needs uh, have been uh, through projects that we've actually done. We do a fair number of projects for 501c3 organizations in uh, in all three locales and otherwise as far as that's concerned too. And so over the years, uh, we've had the opportunity to uh, not only work with some of these uh, organizations, but also identify where uh, some of those needs really, really are at this point and in previous iterations. And through those needs, uh, we've identified some opportunities to uh, work uh, for them, not necessarily totally pro bono, but in some capacities possibly. But then again, identify that there uh, were needs that perhaps personally or with the firm or in other capacities where we might be able to uh, help out. And 
not that what we've done or been able to do has created a large impact by any means. Most of this has been, as I said, through pro bono work or through other uh, avenues that we've been able to identify through the business over the years. You've had a number of projects that have your signature on them, and I was kind of getting around that. Are there some that kind of stand out maybe, not just to you, but maybe there are some that you are exceptionally proud of, but also that the community can recognize? A landmark, what I call a landmark project for the firm, occurred about 30 years ago, and one that I still maintain a close relationship with, and that is the Columbian Theater in Wamego. That project, for whatever reason, sort of put a signature on our uh, focus of doing uh, historic preservation, renovation projects, and a number of projects evolved from that one particularly. And uh, uh, we've maintained some of those. One that we're doing right now is the uh, Junction City Opera House Education Facility in Junction City that uh, is currently under construction. There have been others over the years. Uh, the Chase County Courthouse project in uh, Cottonwood Falls, which is a landmark project that we've had our uh, uh, opportunity with as well, and um, other other projects in Wamego, in Junction City, and obviously here in, in Manhattan as well. And uh, we've appreciated the opportunity for those over the years and have uh, built uh, a relationship uh, across the board in, in, in working with those entities as well. When we talk about the GMCF, there are three words that often come into the conversation, and that's time, talents, and treasures. And you've been involved in all three of those aspects uh, most of your life. When you were working with Uncle Sam or in Atlanta, Georgia, or once you came back and finished your master's degree, did you see yourself being embedded in the community, in the region, as highly as you are? No. Uh, I had uh, exposure to working with historic preservation work while I was with uh, Charles Hall. Uh, Charles uh, is a mentor to me. He's retired. He's 94 years old. And I just saw him on Friday. And uh, still very sharp uh, as far as that's concerned. But Chuck uh, was doing a number of courthouses uh, and other projects in the, in the region and um, got exposed to doing uh, some historic preservation work at that stage of the game. I had the opportunity then to work with Ken Ebert in the design group, and through Ken's firm, I got a, an exposure to the community through chambers of commerce and getting to know the business community uh, more than I had previously. And from there, the opportunity arose to uh, look at opportunities to work on my own. And uh, this is a side story that uh, maybe folks aren't aware of, but I uh, was looking at this had the opportunity and visited with uh, three very respected business folks 
in the area. One was uh, Bob Burrell with R.M. Burrell General Contractors. Uh, Mike Hoover, his son-in-law, still operates that business. Uh, Brent Bowman, a colleague, well-respected architectural firm, and I knew that uh, Brent and I uh, could work alongside each other and uh, have mutual respect, and we still do. The other gentleman was uh, Jim Ryan, Ryan Realty, who is the founder, and still the family business is, is ongoing. And uh, all three provided their support, their encouragement, and so uh, that sort of set the stage for me trying to go out on, on my own. And very shortly thereafter, uh, Jim Ryan calls me and he says, Bruce, uh, I think you should do this. And I have a friend who uh, needs some assistance with a guest house on a ranch they own. And uh, it's in Brookville, Kansas. And this friend was Jack Veneer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Jack Veneer was or where Brookville was at the time, but I made an appointment, met Jack and Donna, and they engaged me to uh, renovate the guest house on CK Ranch uh, in Brookville. And so that's what kicked the business off. And from there, uh, have had the opportunity to do uh, some other projects for Jack and Donna. God rest them, they're both gone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty and her late husband, Bob Kraus, and Mary over the years uh, in the early phases of the Grand Mirror development. And so through the Veneer family, uh, and John was running the family business uh, at the time, and so through the Veneer family, uh, this was the, the start that I needed to get the business off the ground and go. What a start. Well, you've made quite a name for yourself in, in doing so. What does it mean to you from a community perspective to be involved in the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation now as a trustee? As a trustee, I'll, I'll back up a little bit here, Dave, if I might. I've had the opportunity to establish a few scholarships over the years, which I never dreamed I would ever be able to do. Uh, One is with the K-State Foundation uh, for a student in architecture planning and design that I kiddingly say wasn't supposed to kick in until I kicked off. (laughs) But the foundation powers that be... You have not yet outlived your usefulness, have you? (laughs) Apparently not. But the foundation powers that be said, you know, you don't have to wait till you kick off to establish this this scholarship. I said, oh, really? And said, yeah, you can start this now. So we did. And so I have an annual scholarship through the College of Architecture, Planning, and Design. And I've been able to fund it, thankfully, for the last several years. Um, I came into a small bequest through family friends of my parents, a few years ago, uh, that it was totally unexpected. Uh, and not that these are large, but I was able to establish a scholarship in my mother's and my father's name at each of the high schools that they graduated from uh, for students that had particular uh, situations, disadvantaged or, or whatever. Uh, neither of my parents had the opportunity to go to college. And so there were specific circumstances 
that were uh, parts of their lives that um, I established the scholarships in certain situations to recognize them. Uh, uh, they've been gone many, many years now. And so those scholarships are awarded, uh, I believe, on an annual basis, so not large by any means. And then uh, through the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, I became aware of two organizations, both 501c3s, that didn't have the ability to get established as uh, founding or, or functional members of the foundation that uh, I was able to uh, establish the initiation funding for two of the organizations that are now members uh, of um, satellite or outside organizations uh, that uh, are within the foundation now. And so uh, those are opportunities that I never dreamed I would ever have the opportunity to, uh, to assist with. And so when this opportunity came up, um, I'm sitting at dinner, uh, and at the next table over uh, is Jan Marks. <laughs> and she turns to me and she said, I'm going to send you a letter. I have an opportunity for you. And I said, okay. And so she did. That's about two weeks ago. And so here we are. Okay. Well, it's, uh, you understand the needs of the community well. You understand um, the expansion of everything that we have seen here. You know, you've been involved in so many things throughout the region, and it only seems to make uh, perfect sense for you to serve in this capacity as a trustee with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. And uh, hopefully I can be of some assistance. Oh, I'm sure you can be. You might be able to teach Fern a few things. <laughs> We're all hoping for that. Well, I totally understand. <laughs> Bruce, this has been absolutely delightful to get to know you. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I read into some of the things that you're saying is that, you know, you as a young person have been able to utilize some of the opportunities that were given to you. And now that you haven't kicked off yet, but it's kicked in, <laughs> you are now able to give back in many different senses, whether it be professionally or philanthropically or, or just, you know, good words of advice. Well, I've had a lot of good advice over the years. Uh, some maybe I wouldn't have appreciated, but I've, I've had it. And uh, there are folks that I will definitely listen to. And uh, hopefully, uh, as time goes on, uh, there'll be some opportunities to uh, help some young folks coming up, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hope that that's the case. Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. Philanthropy Today is produced by Ad Astracast. Follow us online at astrocast.com.